I often like to read biographies of famous people or especially sometimes musical groups. It's, it's great to kind of want to back up to the beginning to see how did it all start? What was it, what was it like, you know, the, the day the, the Beatles first came together and first made that, that sound to, to get back to the beginning to see how did it all start? It's a, a, a bit uh, when it comes to biblical figures, you know, that's what we've got in our readings today. All, all three of them are full of kind of let's, let's go back to the origin story, the beginning, sometimes what we'll refer to as the, the call. When, when was it that the, the apostles first met Jesus? What was that like? Because we all know how it turned out. We know the, the story, how it ended, but how did it start? T- today in our, our second reading, we got St. Paul even I mean, talk about remembering when you first met Jesus. Literally, he was knocked to the ground by a flash of light, and Jesus actually spoke to him, and he was blinded. How could Paul ever forget that first time he saw God. <clears throat> but with our other two readings, it's a little interesting because especially in the Old Testament, God was often seen as some kind of a <clears throat> distant power, you know, lightning on a mountain, smoke, <clears throat> you know, a great, a great power, something not to, not to get too close to. So when, when God shows up today in our first reading to the, 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 the prophet, he, he comes to him, and, and, and what, what is the reaction uh, when Isaiah first meets God? Woe is me, I'm doomed. What a, what a strange way to, to meet God. Oh, God's here. Bad news. Everybody look out. God has come. And yet we see that all over the Old Testament. God shows up, and everybody runs away in, in fear. In our gospel reading today, we see a bit of the same thing. Jesus gets into the the boat of of Simon and and works this incredible miracle so that Simon knows this is is an amazing power. This is God's power in front of me. And what, what is his response? Same as Isaiah, get away. Depart from me, Lord. Don't want you, I'm a sinful man, get away. What, a, what an interesting kind of way to see that for, for these two famous stories, when God first approaches, the response is doom, get away, depart from me. But, but we know that's not the end of the story. Of course, Isaiah goes on to be an amazing prophet. Simon goes on to be renamed Peter, the rock. It becomes that, the head of the church. We know the rest of it. We know that the, the same Simon who, who said to, to Jesus today, depart from me, later, after the resurrection, is, is ready to, to jump out of his boat into the sea to swim to the shore because it's Jesus and he just can't wait to see him. That's, that's where we all want to end up. What is, what is your reaction when you think of where you first met God? Can you remember it? Remember a, a place maybe? Some people, it's, it's very specific. Like, I know this is when I first met God. Other people, it's, it's maybe more gradual, but maybe there's a moment when you were, you were sure, ah, I know, I know God. 
I know him, he loves me, I know I'm saved, I know God's presence in my life, and maybe a way you'd never known it before. Those, those first meetings sometimes can be so memorable. I think of young couples that you know fall in love and years later are married. You can always ask them, where, where did you first meet? We wanna back up to that story. And a lot of times, it's a, a beautiful story of, oh, I, I saw her and I just knew it. I, or I, I met him and I, I knew he was the one. Sometimes it, it takes longer, but often we can look back and remember, ah, it all, it all started off so, so beautiful. We're so in love, just happy to be with each other. That's, that's what we want with God. That beautiful familiarity that, oh, God's here? <laughs> not woe is me, not doom, but God's here. Oh, that's amazing. This is going to be great. What would, what would you feel if God showed up today? You know, what, what if you knew, like, this is the last day of the world. Today we get to see God. I think a lot of the world would be like, uh-oh, oh no, I wasn't ready for that. A lot of the world would just be, oh, kind of forgot about that. Hmm. For us, it, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be that desire of, of Peter to, to jump out of the boat, to, to say, it's the Lord and I gotta be with him. I can't wait to see him. But to get to that point, there's, there's a lot in between. Even that young couple that is so in love and can think back to that, oftentimes later in marriage, it becomes, yeah, I remember what it was like at the beginning. We were so in love and now we're not. Now everything's gone wrong. Now it seems like that, that joy is gone. In our relationship with God, this, this too can happen. Maybe we can look back and remember a time, wow, I was, I was so sure of the presence of God, but then everything starts to go wrong and the cares of the world weigh down. There's sickness, death, suffering, all kinds of things. And you're like, God, where are you? What happened? We used to be so close. And now, now where are you? God, that's, that's a good spot to be. Because notice in all these stories, all three of them, it's not our power that attracts God. Rather, God acts first. God gets in the boat. He literally gets in Simon's boat. He doesn't ask permission, he just does it. God acts first. He knocks Paul to the ground. He gives this incredible vision to Isaiah. We don't have to, we don't have to fear that somehow God is gone and we've got to find him. God acts first. He wants to find us. If you feel lost, if you feel abandoned by God or earthly friendships, relationships, family. Okay, let Jesus get in your boat. You know, I, I look at this, this passage and one that has often come up for me is this, this image of Jesus saying, Simon, put out into the, the deep for a catch. And Simon, of course, he's a, he's a good fisherman. He knows, no, 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 no. Lord, we, we have worked hard all night. We've caught nothing. You've really got to feel in your, your depths what that's like, because it's not just about fishing. How many times in life are we in this exact spot? Lord, I, I'm done. 
I can't, I can't do anymore. I've given all I've got. I've, I've cried all the tears I've got. I've grieved all I can grieve. I can't do it anymore. I've worked hard. I've caught nothing and I'm done. I'm hanging up the net. And Jesus says, no, no, no. Put out into the deep. Lower your nets for a catch. Notice again, it's, it's God's power, not ours. We can't do it. So if you get to the point where you say, I can't do it, I, I am powerless over whatever. This is out of control. Good, good. That's a good spot. Because now you have to say, I can't do it. But then Jesus gets in your boat and says, no, I can do it. Foot out into the deep. The deep is scary. That's, that's what it means to be deep. It's not shallow water. It's, it's out there. How is Jesus calling you today in the midst of pain, suffering, loss, frustration, loneliness, anger, separation. In the middle of all that, can you hear Jesus saying, I'm still here, don't be afraid. One more time, just, just lower the nets one more time. There was no reason to think that lowering the nets one more time after fishing all night would make any difference. But sometimes when you get to that point where you say, I just can't do it anymore, and you find the strength through God's grace to say, all right, one more time. Today's gospel is living proof that sometimes that one more time makes all the difference. One more time led to the greatest miracle Peter had seen to that point in his life and led him to change his whole life, to say, I got to follow that. And he did. That's how at the end of his life, Peter is, he's no less sinful. Notice Peter gets it right. He is a sinful man. After the resurrection, not only is he still a sinful man, the last time he saw Jesus, he denied he even knew him. Talk about being a sinful man. But this time, what Peter gets right is because he's, he's sinful, because he's broken, because he's weak, because he's a mess, does not mean he does not get to come near God. He knows my sins, my weakness, I've learned from following Jesus for three years. I see him rise from the dead. I know that my sin is no obstacle to God. Your weakness, your brokenness, whatever you think it would, would separate you from God. That's what Peter learned. Not only would he let Jesus get back in his boat, he jumps out of his own boat to go be with Jesus. That's, that's the beautiful image that I, I hope we could all have if God showed up today. Can we hear him say, be not afraid, be not afraid. There are, there are many things to be afraid of right now, to be concerned about, to, to be worried about, to be frustrated, to be broken. Can't do it, Lord. One more time, if you see God come towards you, his initiative, he comes, perhaps we can draw the strength to say, all right, one more time, Lord. And maybe one more time will make all the difference in your life.